Andrew Silverstein is the co-founder of the multifunctional skincare brand SolarWave. Combining cutting-edge science with sleek product design, SolarWave has become a cult favorite brand and I'm so excited to uncover Andrew's story with you all today. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs about some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's like to welcome our guest for today, Andrew Silverstein. He is the co-founder and CEO of SolarWave, a skincare brand built upon best-in-class technology, providing topical solutions for blemishes and fine lines. Founded in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic, Andrew worked with a team of dermatologists, engineers, and estheticians to deliver an inclusive brand that was effective for all genders and skin types. Each product harnesses the power of light therapy and electrical waves, customized for the skincare goal targeted by each tool. With Andrew's entrepreneurial background and expertise in technical development, it comes as no surprise that the brand's best-selling tools, including the Advanced Skincare Wand and Bi Acne Treatment, have amassed a cult following, counting Lil Nas X, Nicole Kidman, and Sydney Sweeney as fans. And I truly believe brands like SolarWave are challenging the boundaries of what skincare at home can achieve and lean into an understanding that our consumers today are more knowledgeable than ever. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to dive into the story behind it all. So, Andrew, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. So, Andrew, I ask all my guests the same question. I'm going to ask you, who in a nutshell is Andrew? I would say a dreamer, uh, first and foremost. Um, Always, I guess, since my earliest years, I can remember just kind of thinking about what what could be possible? What do I feel like is missing from the world or from what I know about the world? And, you know, what could I bring to the world? And so I'm definitely first and foremost, a dreamer. And I think over time, as, as I've grown uh, older, I've learned more about, you know, there are some limitations to what is possible. So I've become more of a realist in my, you know, in my dreams that I've pursued, but essentially that that's how I define myself. Amazing. Also, your voice is so smooth. I was like, you're probably a better podcast host than myself. I'm very excited for this episode. I was like, oh, I was listening to it. And I was like, forgetting I'm the host here. I'm like, wait, I have to ask the question. That's so funny. I've heard that before, but I've also put multiple people to sleep on phone calls before. So there's pros and cons to having... It's, you know, it is, it is what it is. But yeah, or, or you should go and calm, you know, the app and do a little series. Right, exactly. <laughs> but um, I, I want to start at the beginning a bit and um, a little bit about your upbringing and those early memories of beauty, if there were one. So can you tell us a bit about kind of your, yeah, where were you born and raised and that story? Yeah, I was born in Chicago, uh, Illinois. So lived there for my first two years. So I do not remember it, but that is what my passport states. My place of birth was, um, and my parents, well, my mom's an artist, my dad's in business and he was, I think 
considering becoming a professor in economics at the University of Chicago, but ultimately decided to join the finance world. So we moved to the East Coast so that he could work on Wall Street. And my dad really does not love the city of New York. Um, I'm the polar opposite. I love that city. Uh, so we grew up in Connecticut. So basically the suburbs outside of New York and um, basically spent my entire uh teenage and early adult years, and then ultimately went out to LA for college. And then, sorry, to answer your question around the beauty moment, I'd say really for me, it was more skincare first. I mean, I know that it fits within the beauty category, but really kind of out of nowhere, I think I was 11 years old, I started breaking out and I really didn't understand why. Um, in the very beginning, I kind of assumed something was wrong with me. Um, I think I developed it also sooner than most of my classmates and really as trying to be a problem solver, wanted to really figure out how to eradicate acne from my life. And so that's really like the first moment where I started really investing time into learning more about skincare, different beauty treatments, seeing estheticians and starting to go to dermatologists as well. Yeah. And I mean, it's a story that I think many can relate to and and uh, sometimes it yeah, finds your way back in later in life as well when you realize, wait, there's a, a business idea here and something that we could help many people uh, with a similar, uh, I guess, uh, situations that you had to deal with. But I know before Solar Wave, there was an incredible career, which I mean, I think that deserves another podcast in itself, but we're going to have to summarize it a bit. But can you tell us a bit about kind of your different experiences, in, especially in, in, this, in the music world, like with Live Nation, et cetera? Yeah, uh, definitely. So I think I, I, you know, I was dealing with my skin issues, 11, 12 years old. I became a little bit less social, I think part of because of that, but also was always inspired by computers, marketing, and really got excited about using the internet to bring people together. Uh, and ultimately when I was in, started in middle school, just got really interested in certain music, particularly hip hop and R&B. And as a dreamer, I started thinking, I want to go to all these concerts uh, to see all these artists perform. The problem is these tickets are expensive and I have to figure out a way in. And so I was reading something online that was suggesting if you started a website to review music and concerts, you could basically apply for what's called a press pass and essentially go to these shows for free and oftentimes, you know, get really great seats. And so I quickly set up a blog, started reviewing music and concerts. And I was shocked. Like the first, I remember the first concert I reached out to, uh, which is an embarrassing one for me. In hindsight, it was good Charlotte, which is not hip hop and R&B, but I was, it was something my friends wanted to go to. So I was like, look, I'll try to get us tickets. And it worked. We got front row seats for free. I wrote a concert review um, for this website and it really got me excited about what else was possible uh, with, the, with the internet. And so I basically, built up this music site, hired some staff writers. I actually took up photography in school too. So I became a concert photographer as well. And that was my first foray into music. And so along the way, I think I'm now 14 years old, I was reading about two artists that had recently signed to Def Jam, which is one of the you know leading labels in hip hop and R&B. Their names were Neo and Rihanna. And I basically, at this point was thinking, I love going to concerts. Could I could I throw my own concerts? And I was at a boarding school at the time, like a prep school, and asked them if I could start throwing concerts there. And they said, no, you're insane. You're 14. Like, sit in your lane and go to class. And so I instead decided to try to book a concert in my hometown in Connecticut. And so 
I ended up booking through reaching out to managers and agents, what became Neo's first concert that he's ever performed, um, which was in my small hometown. I think like 30 people showed up and that was a lesson that maybe I wasn't ready to be a concert promoter and drive massive audiences, but instead um, I ended up working with Neo. He saw a lot of the design skills and website development skills that I had. And I kind of honed over the last couple of years and long story short, joined his team to basically help him with digital marketing. And so over the years, I got introduced to more and more teams and ended up working with, uh, as you know, you mentioned earlier, Def Jam and Live Nation. Um, on the marketing side, I worked with uh, Rihanna, Ludacris, uh, Rick Ross, Kanye West, some of my favorite artists. It was a really amazing time. And what really inspired me was also helping them figure out e-commerce. That was kind of growing. And that ultimately has led me to where I am today, helping them sell merch and tickets and VIP packages. I came to LA for college and was introduced to another form of music, electronic music, and built a platform in school as part of the entrepreneurship program um, to connect fans of music, to purchase show tickets, to learn about new songs coming out. And what was really exciting for me is at the time, my dream was to figure out how to work at Live Nation Entertainment. And they ended up buying that company, which is called Boom Rat. So I worked there for about two years and left in 2014. And that's kind of what I ventured out to other industries. Amazing. And then, I mean, I know you had a few more things, but then I would love to get straight to Solar Wave because for me, that's like a, a, such an exciting story and a quite familiar one, having launched my brand in the pandemic too. So uh, often, you know, we don't, we didn't plan it, right? You, there must have, the idea must right. have started before the launch, but um, tell us a bit about sort of that initial seed, if you will, of Solar Wave, that, and then the name inspiration too. Yeah, the initial seed was really, um, I was, so as I, I spent a lot of time in digital technology development, so building apps and websites, and really realized that when I was a lot younger, I loved like thinking about physical products to develop. And I just, at the time, didn't, I had learned a lot about digital engineering, but was really curious, how does someone go build a product? And so I consulted for a few companies where I was helping on the digital side, but I was learning how does someone actually take an idea into production? Um, I was particularly interested in electronics. And because at this point, I'm still dealing with my skin issues and I'm trying literally every treatment under the sun, including a lot of at-home tools that were really exciting and inspiring, but I felt like had so much room for improvement. Um, it was about... 2018, when I started really thinking about what I could bring to this like at home skincare or beauty market, because I was seeing myself as a consumer, all this new innovation coming out, but still feeling like there was a gap in the market. And so for me, the real idea was I'm, I actually, I would fall into this category of somebody who gets really excited about a tool, per, either purchase it or saves up to purchase it, uses it for a couple of weeks. And if I don't see results, it often ends up in a drawer. And I forget about it and I move on. And I think subconsciously that also makes you feel like maybe there isn't a solution for me out there. And it can be kind of defeating. For me personally, I'm always thinking there's got to be something. And so really the core thought was, could we create something that did show results in a more, I guess, rapid timeline? Not like, you know, 180 degree improvement, but basically at least enough to keep you inspired to keep using the product so that over time you really get those cumulative long-term results. And for me, microcurrent and light therapy were two areas I was really particularly interested in just from being introduced by estheticians and products. And so that's really what sparked the idea. That's amazing. And then um, did you, so 
did you have like an action plan from day one of how you would launch? Because I, I know now you, you have a co-founder, of course, Eli. So how did you guys come together and decide on sort of the action plan and the strategy? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm definitely more of a dreamer. And I'd say Eli is much more of a realist individual with an operational background who helps me kind of, you know, consolidate my ideas into something actionable. And so in the very beginning, I did not have a particular action plan other than I have this idea for product. I don't know how long it's going to take to develop. And I also don't know if it's going to work once we're done, because that's happened to me so many times, whether it's you know a digital product or a physical one I've worked on. And so it was something I was kind of tinkering with over time. And frankly, I was working on other uh, businesses. I was just thinking if, if this ends up working to the degree I wanted to, I think this would be an amazing business. And so Eli and I were introduced at a co-working space, I think like four years before, and we worked together on a previous venture. So we had experience working together. Um, he was a former management consultant and has, a, again, a really great operational background, which is, I think, the yin to my yang. Um, and so when we got, the like I guess, like probably the eighth prototype back, and I really felt like we finally had nailed it. And we sent I sent it out to a lot of friends and family, and they were really seeing amazing results. I called up Eli and said, what are you doing right now? Because I knew he was doing something in the residential housing space, which it's actually, it was a co-living business where basically a bunch of roommates essentially are are, uh, connected to share different housing units. And he was based in New York at the start of the pandemic. And so I figured he might be considering doing something different because that industry might be uh, impacted. And so when he heard about the stage Soloway was in, he decided to, you know, basically quit his job and come join to be a co-founder. Wow, that's amazing. It's, and it, and it's, it's always um, much more comforting, of course, but also it can be such an advantage having a co-founder, I feel like. Uh, it depends on the type of person you are and the business you have. But uh, for me, like, I couldn't imagine it without my sister. Um, I mean, th- don't get me wrong, it's not always easy having a co-founder, right. especially <laughs> your sibling. Uh, right. Don't know if many, the fun fact, we're the first ever sibling brand at Sephora. And probably a reason why. That's amazing. <laughs> the first yeah, I was like, I was like, really? No one else has done that. But uh, but now uh, you know, yeah, there's more coming in. But about you, a bit about your kind of distribution and stuff. Like, fun fact, I uh, and I, I I'm 99 sure this is this is true because you're you're gonna fact check it with me. But I, I remember seeing your brand first out of all places in the Allure store. Like, I know that place is like kind of closing down or whatever. But did you you guys did a little bit of a stint at the Allure store, right? Like a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there. I think so, it ended up being like nine months or something, but yeah. So it works. I mean, uh, we also did it too. I don't know if it was the most impactful, but I saw your brand there first. So I, I fell in love with it the minute I, I saw it and the, the BAs were really good at talking about it. And, uh, but I, I don't know, like where, where is it? Where did it start its distribution? Is it today mainly online D2C? Or- yeah, um, we started D2C. And so this is really the first business I've started where I didn't fundraise. For many reasons. Part of it was also how like, I felt like I needed to prove that people loved it first. And so I really self-funded this business. It was, it was very, very, very bootstrapped for the first two years. Um, and I was really inspired by hearing about more and more beauty brands that had taken the same approach, which is like, let me just focus on building a community and, and proving yeah. you know, product market. Same with fit. ours. We're, we're, we, we didn't fundraise. We still haven't, actually. Yeah, so. Oh, that's really impressive. So we actually, we did just do our first round of fundraising to really help get to the next level. But I think you need to do it at some point. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people that don't, I mean, I think there's pros and cons, but I think 
for us, um, it was really just a D2C launch. Um, you know, again, well, Eli and I both have web development backgrounds. So we built the website. Um, we did a lot of the creative marketing and I brought in a family friend's brother um, who had been hearing really kind of honed his craft at Facebook and Instagram advertising. And so we really just built this initially off of Instagram and, you know, a kind of very simple website and very quickly learned, you know, how much more talent we would need to really pull off the photography and the video and all the, you know, the PDPs. And so it was really exciting to be in the driver's seat of that. And at the same time, a little overwhelming because we knew how much more we needed to do to really make this work. So we're still primarily D2C. Um, Amazon is our second largest channel. I believe, I want to say the first retailer that we went into was Goop, um, both online and in-store. Um, and since then, we're now with, you know, Saxon Avenue, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, and our probably largest and definitely most exciting launch for us is Ulta Beauty, both in-store and online, which launched in February. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, how, how um, a lot of brands and some newly founded brands are, are definitely our listeners too. And, and they always ask me and I'm, I'm sure the guests, uh, uh, the same thing about, you know, Sephora, Ulta, or that one of the bigger plays, whether it's Target, Walmart, depending on the type of brand. What was um, like your way of getting into such an incredible retailer? Do you have any tips or, yeah, how did it happen? Yeah, definitely tips. I'd say in, in our case, so Instagram, you know, at least I guess at this time, TikTok still wasn't like, hadn't like blown up the way it has now. But at, at least when we started, it was really like Instagram and Facebook, the entire world it seems to be on, especially the beauty world. And so something we were commonly hearing from retailers reaching out was that they first saw us in advertising. And so I think like for those that feel like I did, very disconnected from retail relationships, I think advertising can be a really smart way to get on their you know radars. And something we actually tested, I, I don't have any data on whether this part worked. We did some targeted LinkedIn advertising too. So we would target people of certain companies and say, hey, show this ad to these you know employees, for instance, with the thinking that, those employees of those brands might talk about our brand and might want to bring it to uh, the retailer. We ultimately were introduced to a retail rep who basically has a lot of these relationships and helped us at least get the initial introductions. And then we would take you know meetings with them and kind of pitch them on the brand and the vision. Um, and it definitely took quite some time to land those you know relationships and partnerships. I know if you're at Sephora, you've gone through the same thing. Um, but that was really, it was a combination of our digital marketing and then getting some consultants to help us make some introductions. And so today, uh, another question I I ask as well, because, um, it's something that a lot of brands go through sort of like you start very strong in D2C and then you get this incredible retail distribution, uh, and then all of them are valid, right? All of your stakeholders are important. Then sometimes priority as a startup kind of beauty brand, a couple of years in, it can be tricky. Um, you know, like for example, I'm in this kind of crossroad of like, I need to drive media spend to Sephora.com, but I need to also drive media spend to favoredomains.com, but I also don't have much media spend. So like, how have you like found this whole being a digital expert as well? Like this whole balancing game of this kind of mix today? I would say I'm learning as the days go on. So yeah. yes, that is a huge challenge because for so long with D2C, especially at a time when, I don't know if you were doing Facebook or Instagram advertising when iOS 14 came out, but that basically dropped a nuclear bomb on everything everyone was, was doing or knew about these platforms. And for us, given that that was 
and still is our number one source of sales and traffic. Yeah. That alone forced us to really rethink our promotional strategy and what kind of offers we do for people to like sustain the growth of the business that we had. And so I would say we're still a very nimble team. We have grown to about 30 people, but one thing that we are trying in real time to get better about is a much clearer promotional calendar. Cause I think that's really yeah. what retailers are expecting that, you know, they have the same offer you're offering your customers. Um, yeah. And I think that that type of alignment is something we're still striving for. But we did recently, just now that we're live on Ulta, start testing driving traffic to Ulta.com. And it's honestly, I'm now viewing it as really symbiotic because we were able to learn, we actually launched our newest products on Ulta before our own site. And we were able to test what creative was working best to drive traffic. And so now we're not only helping Ulta and driving sales there, we're also learning how to better drive traffic to our own site. Um, And I think what's also interesting is we've sold out at least on a couple SKUs at least once, maybe twice so far in the last month on Ulta. So that also wow. helps us feel like, look, we've done our part to drive traffic there, but now people can't shop it. So we feel comfortable driving them, you know, to our side. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good, uh, you know, like it, it's about really going to that calendar and waves um, uh, into the sort of like how you pulse and when you pulse and also matching with their calendars, right? I tell people like there'll be moments where there's like a, say, a Ulta sale or a Sephora sale. That is a moment to drive more traffic towards there. Right. And in the quieter months is maybe stop putting your promotional calendar for your dot com in you know in more of a higher energy that 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 time right. So it's about really really being in touch and in line and making them all sing um, together. Uh, yeah. And sometimes I, I even say like my my digital person she manages. Um, e-retail and e-commerce so it's not like a against each other sort of thing right it's actually singing in unison and that happens right. sometimes as well yeah. i that, that's yeah. super smart i also think one other thing i meant to add too were yeah. I, I think housing under one roof i think is super smart i think the other piece what we're starting to test now is for someone who visits our site spends some time explores doesn't purchase testing then giving them messaging to go to ulta because what we're really excited about with retail is we do get a lot of requests and inquiries around where can I see this in person? I think people are slammed with a lot of, you know, all sorts of companies online. And so they want to really feel like, is this authentic? Is this real? And so I think what will be interesting this year is to really test for those that haven't made the purchase online to see if getting them in store might, you know, get them to finally uh, buy into the solo wave uh, community. Agreed. No, that's actually, that's a very, very good point, actually. It's very, uh, I think also it, it, I'm sure Ulta and the retailers, like, you know, they would really appreciate that too, because it's sort of like a, uh, sharing of consumers, which helped the whole 360, because, you know, it, it is important to think about the consumer journey. And sometimes you might have someone that comes on your.com, but then later wants to replenish via Ulta, right? So it's, it's good to have them all singing when they can. Um, right. one thing I do want to talk about, which I think is super important to talk about is product, because all of this is only possible with great products and you've got an array of you know obviously devices but also some topicals so can you tell us about what solar wave has today so what we have we started with our kind of hero skincare wand um yeah four in one advanced skincare wand combining red light therapy microcurrent uh, facial massage and therapeutic warmth and that really still remains our core hero product we have a serum called our renew complex activating serum which is designed to boost the effects of the wand um, particularly it conducts the microcurrent energy of the wand using a couple conductive ingredients, but also helps just generally hydrate and soothe the skin. And so that's kind of the hero, uh, I guess, bundle that everyone seems to be buying. And 
over the last two years, really actually shortly after launching, we started developing more topicals um, and we just recently launched our first skincare line, um, which I'll get to in a second. But I wanted to say that's kind of how we started off was devices and topicals. And interestingly, we've actually gotten where we wanted to be faster on the device side, even though you might think topicals would be a faster uh, process. And so in June, we launched our second device, uh, June of last year, which is by acne, uh, which you mentioned at the beginning of the show, which is a little three minute um, targeted acne treatment for pimples. And we also recently launched a full face LED mask, which is probably the most commonly known format of LED light therapy at home. And we just really created what we thought could be the best option in the market for that kind of form factor. And more recently, what we launched is our skincare line, as I mentioned, um, it all we basically developed a complex called Solobiome, which is a combination of pre and probiotics uh, to help balance the skin, boost the skin barrier um, and help protect the skin's microbiome. And it's a very kind of calm, refreshing line for all skin tones and really one of the core tenets for us is it's we've coined this phrase profoundly clean but basically we've made sure it hits every single clean beauty standard set by every nation and also every retailer um which is just you know i think it's becoming more table stakes but we really wanted to make sure this is something that everyone in our community can buy into um, and that can buy, it's a four-step system. You don't have to buy into all four steps. There's a cleanser. Um, there's a jelly mist kind of toning spray, which is slowly becoming kind of the hero of the four um, from the data we're seeing. And then there's a peptide serum um, and then ultimately a moisturizer, which I'd say is like definitely the number two winner of the four. Uh, so we're really excited about that. That's exclusively at Ulta currently. Um, so that's not on your then, website right now. It's just on Alter currently, right? Or Correct. Yeah. yeah. We'll be launching it um, in the next few weeks, which we're really excited about. Amazing. And um, cool. the biggest launch for us is happening on Friday on our website, but it has been quietly at Ulta for the last month and a half, which is our Radiant Renewal Skincare Wand. So it's basically the upgrade to our Hero Skincare Wand. And we basically, over the last two years... Two years and change have been learning a lot from our community about, you know, what 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 are they looking for next, but also what would they like to see improved about the current product? And so we're really excited to get that out because it's been two years in the making. Oh, that's so cool. And will it be the same sort of aesthetically, the same size, et cetera, just a bit more, I guess, different in terms of the actual... Yeah, it's, it's yeah. generally the same shape. Uh, we It has yeah. now technically 14 LEDs instead of five. So it's, it's, it looks like it's seven, but they're dual core LEDs. So there's a lot more light therapy power that you'll notice. Um, we've upgraded the current to galvanic current, which really helps boost all the other topicals you use on your skin to help your skin absorb them better. So you'll again, see kind of results sooner. Um, yeah. And then it still has the facial massage and warmth that people love about the first wand. Um, and then it you know comes with the carrying case. It's a little bit, you know, slightly kind of weightier. I think people comment it feels a lot better in your hand and is easier to use. It's also more ergonomic to reach all the areas of the skin. So exciting. Oh, it, it, and it, what, what's also exciting is is being able to innovate within your core as well, right? I think it's uh, it, it's exciting to make people feel like you're listening to feedback and then, you know, we can in real time build and deliver um, a kind of a community built product as well, right? Not just our own vision. And that's what the right way. To I think it's right. the coolest. 
Yeah, the coolest yeah. thing about you know being a founder in this space and in this time where, especially if you're D2C and can really learn from customers, I think we've really been able to grow by listening to our customers and frankly, not just ourselves uh, to really figure yeah. out what are they looking for, what's working for them, what isn't. And so we're just so appreciative when people reach out with ideas, with feedback, because we really listen to it all and use that to you know, inform our decisions. That's so exciting. And, you know, now with a great partner like Ulta, who ultimately has also a lot of data, right? And, and the people coming in, uh, you're going to get a lot of exciting MPD feedback and I guess suggestions as well. But it is a bit mm-hmm. harder in brands like yours, which are quite innovative in the space. There's not many, there's not, I've not only there's any really brands like yours in Ulta. So, you know, sometimes they're also relying on you to lead the way as well, which is cool. It's a best of both. So that's exciting. Exciting. Yeah. And, in the future, you know, uh, we mentioned obviously there's a, a new product launching. So by the time this podcast goes out, I'll put the link in the bio. Everyone can go s- definitely try straight away the Radiant Renewal skincare wand. But um, apart from that, is there anything new you're working on that you, not necessarily you don't have to share anything, but just like the areas that you're working on or global expansion? Yeah, I mean, definitely on the kind of topical or industry speak, I guess, like soft goods side, uh, we have yeah. more targeted topical treatments for concerns around aging as well as acne. Um, yep. While acne, my issues with acne have inspired, you know, solo wave uh, as I get older, I'm also now facing more of the signs of aging. So I'm really in the weeds of both. Um, so we've got some really cool innovative products coming out to help with both of those areas. And then on the device side, we have, eight different devices in development and uh, likely to come out over the next like two or so years. So just basically taking our learnings from our first products and really thinking about what else we can do to, you know, enrich someone's self-care journey. And so we're really excited about those. And then global expansion, as you mentioned, is definitely built into our plans. That's uh, every product is developed so that it can be distributed internationally. Um, But in the meantime, we're really excited to expand further into Europe, uh, the Middle East and Asia, uh, which we've in, in the first two cases, we are currently distributing there and we're growing our footprint and Asia, we're kind of, in the weeds of starting from scratch, but uh, we're really excited to see what we can do there. Hundred uh, percent. I think the spam will be. I mean, globally, it'll be huge. But Asia is a soft spot for me, obviously. Uh, so, <laughs> both, both Southeast Asia, India, and Middle East, of course. I think that the opportunity is so big, and I think the brands that can adopt it and think locally early on will just have a huge success especially india like don't sleep on india i tell everyone it's a huge potential we've actually we're producing a lot of our devices there we really love india India. eli actually lived in india for a period of time and uh, we're definitely not sleeping on india or i love that Uh, i think it's more just i'm approaching this like i'm from connecticut you know so i have to like really (laughs) make sure no and also like you guys are going in there quick i mean you guys like you know so like i'm talking brands i've spent 15 years and then eventually think about india i'm like what like you guys are only a couple of years old like ourselves right so it's we have to do each market justice and go there with the right time and the right team and and exactly and also registration product registration it takes time all these things they do so uh no it's exciting it takes it's very exciting um well one question before we go to fire round i do i do want to ask a little bit about sort of looking back on your journey now to date what is one of those kind of like invaluable lessons that you would remind yourself and anyone you know uh, listening as well on your founder journey so far 
I will share something that I just gave advice to on a fellow, well, a close friend who's working on a, you know, kind of beauty sexual wellness product. Um, something that I still remind myself is I think as you're on your journey as an entrepreneur, whether you're doing it solo or you have a partner, there are many hurdles you'll face. I mean, obviously there are people that seemingly don't face them, but I, I, I believe most of us face hurdles uh, to some degree of frequency. And at least for myself, and I think for others that I've, you know, try to mentor or give advice to is it's common to feel like, oh, I just need an expert who knows X, Y, Z. And then that's how I'll get over this hurdle, like always looking externally. And I think that can be really challenging, especially on an earlier stage of the journey where you might not have those connections or resources. And that might make you feel stuck. It also might lead you to potentially bring in a consultant or an expert that might not actually be the right fit. And I think something I try to remind myself and others is like, you can really figure this out yourself. Like none of us have all the information, but I think just taking action and trying to move to get unblock yourself rather than kind of expecting or that someone else is going to do it for you can really help get you to the next you know step. And I guess connected to that is like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think across the way, I was afraid to make mistakes, always felt like I needed to bring in some sort of expertise. And time after time, I think I've seen like intuitively, like we kind of knew the answer of what we need to do. And rather than spend time looking for someone to help, if we had just put that time into doing the thing that we need to do, we would probably have gotten to the next step. Uh, faster. Oh, that makes that's great advice. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so we're, we're going to get a fire on, but I do have a desert island situation for you first. So, uh, you can only bring one solar wave product to this island. You know the deal. But uh, I'll be fair. You know, you'll definitely will allow you to take the new radiant renewal one. That that's coming with you. But in terms of your your the topical like the topical range, including the solar biome, what is that one product currently you're going to bring with you? I'm bringing the new jelly mist and because a, it brings the, that solar biome complex that the other products have. So it helps you kind of, you know, maintain the skin's health and microbiome, but really I'm assuming if I'm on an Island, there's heat and there's sun involved. And this is a very refreshing mist that you can essentially keep spraying on your face over and over. Like you would, you know, a setting spray or like a rose water spray. So I feel like, at minimum, just to feel better about, I mean, I, I'm assuming I'm stuck on an island. I'm not on an island I want to be on. Is that, is that the no, exactly? Yeah. Who well, you knows? But yeah, just to be safe, you know, is better this will, this will be my product. I think whenever I'm I at like that. a music festival, I carry around a spray with me and now I have at least a skin yeah. functional spray I can bring. <laughs> I love it. And I've never heard the words jelly and mist, which makes me so excited to try it. It's so innovative. It's so cool. It's a super yeah, cool texture. We got to send you some. You gotta get some oh, over no, there. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I appreciate it. No, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll happily also when I come next time, I'll go to Alta and get it too. But like, thank you. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, such an innovative, great product. I'm like, this is why I'm like, yes, thank you so much for creating <laughs> these kind of products. Because I like seeing when I, something I haven't heard or seen before gets me excited. I'm like, oh yes, finally. Because you know, I also interview like 250 founders, and I've seen every single brand. And sometimes you're like, you hear the story where it's like, you know, I was looking for. I couldn't find one of this. And I'm like, uh, no, there's a lot of products like that to be fair. <laughs> but uh, this one, I was like, no, I've never seen a jelly mist. And I've also never seen, I love the idea of really thinking about the microbiome. I think it's, it's a huge thing I've really educated myself on from even the gut biome. Um, and I think it's such an important thing. So what an innovative word, a name to trademark, solar biome. I love that. It's, it's solar biome, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been exciting. So we, we, something my, my like skin 
obsessed friends have been educating me on for like the last eight years. And I've tried all sorts of kind of hacky products that apparently help. Yeah. And so early on with SolarWave, I was like, hey, can we deliver similar results on the topical side that people are looking to our devices for? Um, and so we kind of, we landed on Solabiome and what's really exciting is a lot their industry is really paying attention to the microbiome and there's a lot of cool innovation coming out in real time. So I think it's a really exciting time for all of us to take our skincare to the next step. Oh, so exciting. Um, well now fire round questions. This is first thing that comes to your mind. So the first question is what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now? I mean, I love This isn't necessarily, it's not like new of the moment, but I love Dennis Gross's skincare line. Um, and I yeah. use it. So I, I don't, I'm more of a skincare user than beauty. I don't know if I made that clear because yeah. that's the area of where my problems are. Um, exactly. yeah, and yeah. I love, I love his cleanser. I really love the, um, like the pads, the AHA, BHA pads that he has. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be like a dream product to have something similar for solo wave in the future, but you know, our own kind of twist on it. Um, yeah. but I'd say that's definitely one of my, one of my standout brands for sure. Oh yeah. Such a great brand. Um, my next question is what is your happy place? I've the full sense starting solo wave. My happy place has become a Saturday. Um, Actually, these days, Saturday, we often are at the, what is the Solo Wave house, which I'm at right now, where we have content creators, but it's also just a beautiful house in LA with lots of plants and trees and there's a pool and a hot tub. So I'd say like, that's part of the happy place. And oftentimes a lot of our creative ideas for campaigns, for products happen here. Um, and so I'd say like, I'm happiest when I can be in fully creative mode and not necessarily the Monday through Friday bombardment of texts, calls, slacks, Skypes, WhatsApps, everything. And so I think just really it's like getting away from a lot of the digital distraction and being able to create. And otherwise I would say Spain, Spain and Costa Rica. Those are the other two I'd say, but more <laughs> relative ones I can tap into that. That's my happy place. Yeah. All in doubt. You have the, you have the solar wave house in, in LA, which is, uh, you get a right. microcosm of that, which is really, it's just, I'm jealous. Uh, I, can't, I would say I could have the same here in London, but it would be gray and rainy every day still. So it doesn't make any difference. So, <laughs> well, come visit um, us. We're here. I, I'm coming that you can't on that. Uh, my next question is, do you have a hidden talent or anything that you want to share? Not, 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 not right now, but just that you can tell us about. <laughs> One that I guess has like come up more recently is I used to be a drummer. So it's not like yeah. I'm like some savant, but I often like, I'm, I'm really into music. That's what got me into music. I love beats. That's why I love hip hop and electronic music. But I would say that I have you know, I was a drummer for most of my life and I'm currently not actively drumming, but I'd say that's maybe one of the talents. Music is very, I mean, I, I've been, I was a singer back in the day, but I played piano, violin for many Amazing. years. I used to busk on the streets of London. So music is in my house. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but I don't There's do it. Probably less time for it these days for you. But yeah. Exactly. And you know, like the reason why one day we'll return. That's the thing. I'm always like, it's always there, right? In your, you don't lose that. So if I wanted to come right. back to it, any point of time I will but I think uh I, I'm hugely obsessed with entrepreneurship and I think that was something that I was like probably I'm a better entrepreneur than a singer so let's go down this path first and I went down that so yeah similar feeling for me <laughs> what's wrong exactly and we'll go back into music later you know that's a that's a right. beauty of music it never leaves you uh my next question is do you have a favorite quote or a saying that you keep close to your heart I have one that is like very like basic 
So I would say there's like more evolved versions of this, but the one that really has helped me through my entrepreneurial journey. So don't judge me because this feels very like hallmarky is everything happens for a reason. No, I, so again, I know there's definitely probably more intellectual forms of that, but I've gone through a lot of, you know, in, in the realm of business. So I'm not like, this isn't a pity party, but I've gone through so many challenges, issues, really like getting businesses off the ground, working with all sorts of people and companies and uh, definitely have had some pretty hard times across, you know, across this journey. And I'd say what's been amazing as I've gotten older is looking back and realizing that everything truly happens for a reason. So oftentimes that might even go back to something I would say to myself in a younger age or advise to somebody else is really like when you have those challenging times, like, just know that there will be a lesson or a reason for that in the future. Unclear when, but there will be a moment where you go, I know now why I went through that. And there'll be a moment where you'll be like, I wouldn't change it. You know, that's like a really powerful right. thing to accept. Uh, in those uh, moments, you're like, this is the worst. I don't see any value in it. But I think that's, I, it's my favorite saying is everything happens for a reason. And, and sometimes the simplest is the best. And right. But you have to really understand it in those moments to not let that affect you and kind of, foresee yourself in the future in those moments and be like okay let's channel that energy mean in if you know i, I and, and learn from this and grow i always say as well for like these moments of like whatever like I, this last week i had two people quit the business and you know all these things happen every moment it's like similar things where you can get really down right but i kind of call them like armor building moments like i'm going to be stronger better and this is all going to make sense one day so like let's just revel in the fact that it's like going to the gym right like you're working out it's right. like you still go in there it's not necessarily the most fun in those moments but you know you'll feel stronger later so exactly yeah it's, it's very way like it yeah and I, I to clarify it's only like later on that i really believed it like i think i've heard it i heard it so much when i was younger but i didn't really have the data points to be like okay that's that's true i think that's such so. a point you gotta i think the best way to really believe it is having yourself those moments where you're like oh my god i'm literally can see this whatever happened in that moment i see it now in such a different light to what i saw it before um and yeah and 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 there's and you know as an entrepreneur we know there's going to be many many more moments like that so you just got to get used to the uncertainty and change and know it's not a bad thing always so, yep it's very true um my last question then i'll leave you um uh, to run a business because i'm not i can't keep you all day but uh <laughs> if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur and i kind of want to say also if you weren't in the music industry because i feel that will be a given then what would you be doing like what would Andrew be doing in another multiverse? Well, I would say I'd probably finish where I left off with a particular supplement that I was developing before the Soloway prototype, like passed all of our testing and, you know, did well in our initial clinicals. I, there was a really interesting, it's actually probably how we ended up working on the microbiome too for uh, Solobiome, but it was more around gut and digestive health. And I know that's not maybe the most exciting thing in the world, but I'm really fascinated with for, for me it is. Yeah. Supplements that can really help supplements that are scientifically backed to really help your help your health and help your kind of yeah. day-to-day life. So I guess like skincare I would put in a similar like bucket, but um, I definitely would be creating something and, and it would probably be again looking at like me. I usually get inspired by things that I discover as a consumer and then really thinking about how could we get more people, if I truly believe this is going to help the majority of people that 
try it? How do I get this in more people's oh, hands? I, I'm telling you, please don't um, stop working on that because I would need that. So <laughs> maybe it's something you'll do later, but uh, it is. I think it's very important. I, I'm, I'm dear friends with a guy called Naveen Jain who, who owns a, com- a company called Viome, which kind of gives yeah. at-home gut health kits. And you know, one thing I was telling him all the time, I was like, I was like, you know, you've got this amazing diagnosis and you have this app that tells you what to avoid and what to, you know, what superfoods you should eat, what you shouldn't for your gut health, um, which often is a, you know, is the, we know from learning a lot about the microbiome in your gut that it can cause a lot of problems that you normally don't realize why, but it's more because what you eat. Um, But what about having like a, yeah, like a solution, whether it's an adjustable or powders that can then work with your diagnosis to then give you something you know there's so much in there that i think we still need to to have more entrepreneurs behind and but you know a mixture of everyone right not just the scientists but you need the entrepreneurs you need the creatives um sort of like you know bringing it to the way that everyone can use it and feel empowered by it too so yeah don't don't stop that i really think there's something there That'd be amazing. I, I'm inspired about that you brought up Viome. But yeah, definitely. I think there's yeah. such an opportunity. People are just learning more and more about the microbiome and, and also they're just digestive and gut health. And I, in LA, it feels so obvious because we're like in this bubble of wellness. And then sometimes I leave the bubble and I'm like, the rest of the world there's i mean obviously i'm sure like london and other major cities but even then you'll be surprised it's so far behind still i mean compared i I think the interest might be there but the reality to consume and to put money on those things is very low still yeah Uh, but i believe it to do with the fact that there isn't enough products that can sing and 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 you know uh communicate in a good way with them right so i don't think it's a case of them not wanting it i think the trust if you look at a lot of these brands in the space they're like in the very kind of doctor-like, clinical, not very sexy, but also not very trustworthy right. sometimes by where they're distributed. So I think there is still a huge gap needed to to give it a chance, right, in these markets. But um, Exactly. Yeah. But that's another whole conversation. But we should talk offline about more about that. <laughs> and, and I'll come into LA and, and uh, Cali West Coast and, and see you guys as well at your house. So we'll count on that. But um, in the meantime, for everyone to continue following yourself and the brand, what are their handles and the relevant links? Yeah, we're on TikTok and Instagram at Solaway, which is S-O-L-A-W-A-V-E. That's basically where we're at most of the time on socials. And then we're also online. You can go to mysolawave.com. So M-Y-S-O-L-A-W-A-V-E.com. Um, and I'm excited to chat. I would give my personal. However, I barely have time to check my Instagram. So I feel yeah. like that would be a dead end. I'm personally on LinkedIn. How about LinkedIn? That? Okay. Well, I'll put your LinkedIn and obviously the <laughs> brand's links all in the summary. So people can just tap right. straight away. Uh, awesome. And definitely, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch, Andrew. And it's such a pleasure. And thank you great. for everything you're doing in the space. It's really inspiring. Thanks, man. So nice to meet you and really excited to hear about your story as well. hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music Podcasts, the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network so be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach 
new listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founders Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.